Hello and welcome to Enlightened Radio, the show which dissects the thought-provoking curiosities of our bizarre reality. I'm your host, Roy Boytel. This is episode one of this series, which we're calling An Odyssey of Existential Distress. In this series, we'll be exploring a collection of topics on the theme of existential analysis. Our first topic is death. The reason for choosing this topic is due to the passing of my brother and of my father, who both died within two weeks of each other. My brother dying first and my father dying two weeks after. I call him my brother even though he wasn't related to me through blood, but I consider him to be my brother just through our bond in life. The story behind my father's death is he he had kidney function failure about two years ago. And when he was diagnosed, doctors gave him five years to live, but he only lasted for two of those years. It was quite an ordeal for him to go through uh, in the last two years. Um, Basically, the treatments were were very intense, and they took a lot out of him, Uh, not only due to the inconvenience of having to wake up early three times a week and uh, go to the hospital and, and go through dialysis um, and sit in that chair for for four hours, um, but also the the pain and suffering that came with it uh, due to the they had to install apparatus tubes in his chest and uh, f- for the, uh, the machine to hook up to to filter his blood. Um, so that caused him a lot of discomfort, and he also uh, unrelated, but they they couldn't. Um, Determine a cause. He lost his taste of uh, sense of taste, and he also, uh, in the end, um, had a lot of trouble breathing due to fluid retention in his lungs. So he went through a lot of suffering in the end there, and I think uh, he he welcomed death um, as an end to his suffering. Uh, he didn't say it often, but he said it. Uh, a few times where he uh, he would have preferred to uh, pass away than than to continue to go through the the suffering that he's going through. My brother, when he passed away uh, two weeks uh, before my father died, uh, it it was uh, due to an accident, and it was it was so unexpected and came out of nowhere. Um, and when we heard the news, uh, we were all very shocked. Didn't seem real. Um, he was one of those people that, when they're in their life, you just see them as always being there. Um, he had one of those. Uh, he was very expressive, and uh, and he was very intelligent. And when he talked, you can. You can see the thought behind his words. 
So it was very shocking when when uh, news came that he had passed away. Um, and 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 the two deaths happening so close together, it really raised all of our awareness of how easy it is uh, for for one of us to die, uh, including ourselves. Um, we were not untouchable by death. I think a lot of people, they go through life, and if they don't see death often, they kind of feel that it's something that only happens to other people. But when it starts happening to your own people, then you start to realize that your day will come. And it's a very real future that awaits you. The subject of death has fascinated people, I think, since since we became aware that people die throughout history and, and, and identifying that everybody, there are no exceptions, will die. It's a, it's a fascinating topic and something you can't escape from. I know when I was very young, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, is you become aware that your death is inevitable. And it's a hard thing to process. I think for a child it's a hard thing to process, but for anybody it's a hard thing to process because you can't see, it's impossible to see non-existence. How can you not exist? How can I not exist? Without me existing, the universe has nobody to observe it existing. But that's not true because with or without me, there will always, or at least as long as humanity is around, or as long as any conscious uh, being is around, there will be something to observe that universe. So it's, it's a truth that with or without me, the universe will go on, but my universe exists only as long as I exist. Mark Twain, the 19th century author, had a lot to say on the subject. Uh, for those who aren't aware, uh, Mark Twain was an author who he was best known for, for writing stories about the characters of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, um, but he was also fascinated by science and technology. Uh, he was good friends with uh, Nikola Tesla, and uh, and he was a very outspoken but introspective person. Here's one quote he had on the topic of death. He says, We never become really and genuinely our entire and honest selves until we are dead. And not then until we have been dead years and years. People ought to start dead and then they would be honest so much earlier. I think... 
what he's trying to say, or at least what I understand him to mean, is that only once we've been tested by life do our true selves show. And I somewhat agree with this, but don't completely endorse the message that I understand uh, from this quote. Sure, we, we reveal a lot about ourselves and our character in our actions uh, as a response to the challenges we face in life. But I'm not sure we can use that to define who we are. I think I'm of the opposite opinion, actually, where, uh, where our truest selves, when we first become conscious, but before we've been affected by the outside influences that try to mold us and to fit us into the society that we're born into. I think if we are given the opportunity to live long enough to overcome those outside influences so that we no longer succumb to the, 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 the effects of those pressures to fit us into society, and we overcome that, then we regain knowledge of who we are. And it comes back to that, that first being that saw the light for the first time or, or was able to express self-awareness which was the true being coming into this world. A second quote on the topic of death by Mark Twain says, Life was not a valuable gift, but death was. Life was a fever dream made up of joys embedded by sorrows, pleasure poisoned by pain, a dream that was a nightmare confusion of spasmodic and fleeting delights, ecstasies, exaltations, happinesses, interspersed with long-drawn miseries, griefs, perils, horrors, disappointments, defeats, humiliations, and despair, the heaviest curse devisable by divine ingenuity. But death was sweet, death was gentle, death was kind, death healed the bruised spirit and the broken heart, and gave them rest and forgetfulness. Death was man's best friend. When man can endure life no longer, death came and set him free. This one I agree with. Everyone I know suffers from the human condition. I guess it's the price you pay for for life, for existing. Uh, but some of us suffer more than others. And to, to them, um, to those who suffer the most, death can be a relief. I don't think anyone actually really wants to live forever. Eventually, if we're given enough time, I think all of us would look forward to, to death. But I could be wrong. The final quote I have from Mark Twain says, Thousands of geniuses live and die, either by themselves or by others. This is, uh, if you think about it, this is a more uplifting quote, um, depending on how you interpret it. We, as a society, seem to put a lot of stock into the value 
of a person by their contribution to mankind. But every life has value. He refers to a thousand geniuses that uh, have lived and die undiscovered. Um, but there are so many others that might not be considered geniuses that, that also are forgotten by history. But the history books of mankind are not the official records of the universe. And everyone that exists, has existed, and will exist, will by default carve their name into the fabric of the space-time continuum. Roy Boitel was here. You know, when we die, our problems are really over, and it's the world of the living that has to deal with what remains, what we leave behind. And to do so, there are a lot of systems in place. Uh, Religious systems have this down, though. This is one of their main functions, is dealing with what happens after death, not only for the, the person who has passed away, but also for the people that are left behind. How do they deal with his death? You know, logistically, how is the, the body buried? What prayers are said? What rituals are done? How is the body dressed? Etc. Um... And there's so many cultures out there that have different ways of dealing with with death. Abrahamic religions, those religions derived from the descendants of Abraham, and this includes Islam, Christianity, and Judaism, dictate that burial is the proper method of handling the body. Muslims and Jews have the additional doctrine of burying the body as soon as possible, and they wrap the body in a white shroud and put it in a very simple wooden box for burial. In Hinduism, cremation is the common practice, and when when the body is cremated, the ashes are typically uh, either spread over a sacred body of water or over a body of water that was of... Uh, importance to the deceased. Some cultures, um, they mummify the deceased. You know, the Egyptians did that. But there are also some some current tribes in Papua New Guinea that still mummify uh, their deceased. Not sure what the legal ramifications would be of, of mummifying deceased in, in a country uh, such as Canada or the U.S. Um, but I guess that's uh, a Google search away. A new trend um, that uh, doesn't really have any ties to any religion, but is more eco-friendly, is uh, is recycling the deceased. And and there are various ways of recycling the body. Um, There is one I read about where they place the body in a a pod and bury the pod next to a a seedling, a tree, which uh, as it grows, feeds off of the body and the nutrients from the body, and that gets incorporated into the the tree. So it's uh, kind of completing the cycle of nature um, and ensuring that uh, the body is is properly reintegrated back into the the cycle of nature. A similar method that I read about involved uh, a mushroom suit. So this is a suit that you dress the, the body in, and it has 
the, the mushrooms embedded within the fabric of the suit. And then the body is left out in the open in, a, in an environment um, where the, the mushrooms, as they grow, uh, the, the body is actually converted into mushrooms. Finally, something I saw on social media, um, which seems to be, a, I think it's a more expensive trend, um, but it's an interesting one, where they take the cremated remains of the loved one, which has a high concentration of carbon. You know, people are made up of uh, carbon. They call us, they call life on Earth uh, the carbon-based life forms because we have a lot of carbon in our system. So the remains contain a lot of carbon, and they take that carbon and they they can convert it into diamonds, since diamonds are also made up of a crystalline structure of carbon. So that's a high tech way to go. Um, I'm not sure how much it costs, but it's uh, it's really futuristic and it's it's really interesting. Life is not guaranteed to anyone, but death is certain. The ones who I lost recently. They they just went a little bit earlier than, than the rest of us, but we're all going to go to the same place, which is we're all going to die. Mark Twain is often misquoted as, as uh, saying this, this famous quote um, that it's, it's not verbatim, but, but the non-verbatim wording sounds a little bit better than the actual quote. Um, so in the... The misquote, it says, the report of my death has been grossly exaggerated. I can't do a Mark Twain impersonation, so not even going to try. Um, but if you, if you look up how he spoke, it's a very Mark Twain way of phrasing a sentence. But it's not that actual wording. And he never actually said those words as a quotation. Um, but it's... Uh, he did die, so eventually that quote became true that he, or the tr- that quote became false, that uh, his death had not been exaggerated, and it was in fact true. And so to all of us, as we're alive, um, the reports of our deaths will be exaggerated until we die, and then it will be ex- an exaggeration no more. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to be notified of upcoming episodes. Tell your friends. Write us a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can also email us at roy at enlightenradio.com. That's roy at n-l-i-t-n radio.com. Thanks again, I'm Roy Boytel, and this is Enlightened Radio.